0: Alright, if you'll open your Bibles to Matthew seven, so we'll be out tonight. Mom's introductions always make me nervous. I'm just a simple girl that doesn't know much, but I love my Bible and I love the Lord. <clears throat> I enjoy the ladies' conference every year. I know we have a lot of exciting things that go on here at, at Bible Baptist, but I look forward to our ladies' conference. It's definitely been a highlight of the year to me and um just growing up here, I can look back and see how the Lord has um, used them to bless my life. Just seeing uh, ladies get up with good examples, uh, spirit-filled singing like the Daughtery Sisters. And uh, ladies that come in and teach Miss Georgia's um, lesson last year just really helped me. And I clung to that a lot through the past year. And um, I'm just thankful for the ladies' conference here. Um, anyways, I... We work at the Christian school if you don't know my husband and I we work at the Christian school here and there's been some sickness going through the school and my husband asked me the other day he said, "Well, are you nervous? Are you scared?" I said, "Oh, I'm very nervous. I'm very scared." I said, "Maybe I'll get sick. <laughs> and maybe I won't be able to go." <laughs> but that thought didn't last very long and I started praying, "Lord, please don't let my family get sick. We do not want to be sick." Um and we didn't, thank goodness, but um As nervous as I am to be here today, um, I am thankful for the opportunity just to testify for the Lord and uh, just share something that he's done in my heart. I may not have a lesson uh, to teach you, but I sure can share what God has taught me. And uh, he has helped me with some things just over uh, the past few weeks even, and it's still fresh on my heart and uh, just something that, that he has really made real to me. Matthew 7 and verse 7 and 8, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Uh, this is a very uh, familiar passage for all of us. If you go to church, you've heard this scripture many times, but we can still see uh, new revelation in it. Um, I'll <clears throat> First of all, let us look at the petition. We are to ask, seek, and knock. The petition is the asking. Our Lord used an, uh, this amazed me when I, when I saw it, um, but our Lord used an acrostic in this verse. Ask, seek, and knock spells ask. And it's almost, to me, it was like he just said, ask me twice. I see that ask in there two times. Um, ask is speaking of assets. God knows we constantly have needs. What do you need from God today? All of us have a need today. It may be spiritual, it may be physical, emotional, financial, but we all have a need and the Lord knows that. He's ready to meet our need. Um, I thought about seek. This speaks of answers. God, wants, God uh, wants to fill our life with answers. He knows we have questions, questions that are too hard for us to answer, uh, and that's why he is here for us. We can seek him for wisdom. We can seek him for direction. We can seek him for guidance, and I'm sure you have some more to add to that list, but the Lord is there for us to seek him. And then knock, this speaks of avenues in our life. He also knows that there are times when our back is against the wall, and we need the Lord to, to open up a new door for us. He can open up doors for us to witness to our friends and family, open up doors on the job, a way of escape, but there are many doors in our life that will need to be opened Uh, One thing I would like to notice about these three words is that it's man's responsibility to ask, to seek, and to knock. In verse 7, there are three other words that I would like to pay careful attention to. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Given, find, and open. And those are God's promises. The promise here is if we will do our part by asking, seeking, and knocking, God will always do His part, His promise, and keep that to us. He will give, find, and open. The second thing I see is um, perseverance. Jesus gave in the next few verses uh, some encouragement that if we per- to persevere in prayer. In verse eight, I see the promise of prayer. In verse nine and ten. An illustration concerning prayer and in verse 11 an explanation concerning prayer each of these principles are given to help us persevere in our prayer life um, looking at the first one he gave us a promise of prayer in verse 8 for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be open I like how the uh, this verse starts out with for everyone that is a promise for everyone. But then also, I like the personal pronouns, and he that seeketh and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. He and him makes it personal. It amazes me how in one verse the Lord can take something and make it for everybody, but then he can make it so personal that he's talking just to me or just to you. And then he gave us an illustration concerning prayer in verse 9 and 10. Or what man is there of you whom is his son ask bread? Will he give him a stone? Verse 10. Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? The first thing I noticed about the illustration is the need of the son. He needed bread and fish. And this was an essential need. It was not just a want or a desire, but he needed that to sustain him. It was a real need in his life. If we have a real need in our life, the Lord is going to meet our needs. And then also in the illustration, I noticed his relationship, his position. It calls him son, if his son asks breath. And I related that to if we are God's child, we're his son, and we have a relationship with him, he's not going to turn us away, but he's going to meet our need, and he promised that in verse 8. And then he gave us an explanation concerning prayer in verse 11. Jesus explains the principle of this story in verse 11. The principle is this, God is more willing to answer our prayers than we are to ask. If we will persevere and bring our petitions before him, he will answer and meet our needs. Uh, The key phrase to verse 11 is, How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? So we talked about the petition of prayer. And the perseverance of prayer. But then thirdly, I would like to talk about the potential of our prayers. The whole purpose of this passage is that Jesus might show us the potential of prayer. If we are going to live a life of prayer and experience the potential of prayer, then there are a few basic instructions uh, that we can ask ourselves. First off, why pray? According to Matthew 6 and verse 7, we do not pray to impress God. Uh, The Bible tells us, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do. And then in verse 8, it tells us that we are not to pray to inform God. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. So if we don't pray to impress God, and we don't pray to inform God, why do we pray? Well, Jesus taught us in the next few verses that we pray to invite God into our life. The model prayer of Matthew 6 teaches us, That not only how we are to pray, but also why we are to pray. And understanding the why of prayer is going to help us understand the potential of our prayers. Uh, The devil has told all of us before that there's no point in praying. He's not interested in what you're saying. Um, But we know that is a lie. God is anxiously waiting for us to pray. He invited us to pray to him. He's waiting for us to invite him into our prayer life. So why do we pray? To invite God. And then when should we pray? Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us pray without ceasing. And of course, you know, we can't pray while we're asleep. And I can't pray while I'm in a conversation with you. Um, So what does the verse mean? Pray without ceasing. Well, there is never a wrong time to pray. Pray without ceasing means that the door of heaven is always open. And that a child of God should be consistent in their prayer life. We can always be in a, a state of prayer in our mind. We can whisper prayers. We can think prayers. We can speak prayers. I like uh, Psalms 55, verse 17. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Um, I like uh, Luke 18, 1, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And then how to pray. The Bible gives us some basic principles on how to pray. Um, we should pray in Jesus' name. John fourteen thirteen says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And when I was studying over this and just how to pray and uh, we should pray in Jesus' name, it took me back to my son, and he's not even two years old. And every night before he goes to bed, we'll try to read a verse with him or, uh, you know, whisper a prayer. And uh, his tension span's not long, so sometimes it's shorter than others. But when my husband gets down to the end of the prayer, and he says, in Jesus' name, before he can finish it, that little boy says, amen. <laughs> that, anytime you say, in Jesus' name, amen. And he kind of draws it out. It's so cute. But it amazed me how even a little one, not even two years old, uh, recognizes when we say in Jesus' name that we are praying, and that is the close of a prayer. It's in the human being to pray, and it's to pray to Jesus. And then we should pray in the Spirit. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be un- uttered. And I love this verse. How the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us. Uh, the Holy Spirit interprets our groanings and uh, the words that we don't have to the Father. Um, I remember a time in my life where um, I went through uh, kind of a down low point and um, just getting down one day and I had no words to pray but I knew I needed to get down and pray to the Lord. And um, just a special place to know that um, you can just cry, and the Lord understands, where the Holy Spirit took it to the Father and said, here's what she means. This is what she's saying with her heart or with her tears. And just the Lord wrapping his arms around you and putting peace in your heart and comfort and just saying, it's going to be okay. I didn't even understand myself at that point. I didn't know what I was feeling um, or what was going through my head. But the Lord knew, and he knew how to help me. And... Um, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit can, when we pray in the Spirit, we can take that to heaven. Uh, He'll take that to the Father and relate what we're feeling. I like what John Bunyan said. In prayer, it is better to have a heart without words than words without a heart. He also said prayer opens the heart to God, and it is the means by which the soul, though empty, is filled by God. So we should pray in the Spirit. And then we should pray in obedience. Uh, Psalm sixty six eighteen. if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And that's the Bible. I mean, plain and simple, we have to confess. If we have sin in our heart, the Lord will not hear our prayer. And then we should pray according to God's will. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. 1 John 5, 14. Uh, Dion Moody said, The sweetest lesson I have learned in God's school is to let the Lord choose me, choose for me. First Thessalonians 5, 18. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God's will is for us to always be thankful. And then we should pray in the right relationship with our brother and sisters in Christ. Uh, Matthew 6, 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses, and unity. I don't think we need to talk about that today, but um, just having unity in our heart. The Lord knows um, when we have, an, have something against our brother or sister in Christ, and when we have something against them, we can't talk with him. If our relationship is not right with our brother or sister, um, our relationship is not right with him. And then we should pray in faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six. and their song really touched my heart on having faith of a mustard seed. What if we really believe is what that, sa- that song said. It said, child, I had so much in store. If you only trusted more, it only takes faith of a mustard seed. Have faith in your prayers. It doesn't take much, much faith, but have faith in your prayers. If we take our petitions and persevere, we will experience the potential of prayer. Um, I thought about George Mueller when I was uh, studying about prayer. He lived to be 92 years old. He logged and recorded 50,000 known prayers in his lifetime. Someone asked Mueller what was the key to a successful prayer life. And Mueller's reply was I never stopped asking and I never stopped believing. And that story just takes me back to where we started. Ask, seek, and knock. If we do our part and we ask, seek, and knock like he told us to, then God is going to do his part and keep his promise. He's going to give, help us find, and he's going to open doors for us.